Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? What's outside the simulation? This is Lighting the Void, and it's Friday night. Usually, we do Friday night open lines, but tonight is a very special broadcast. Miss Elena Pratt is here with us. And uh, we're going to be talking about something. I mean, this is like a first for this show, for sure. So you might want to hold on to what you got, because we're going to be talking to Relationship and Intimacy Coach about a lot of things. What does this have to do with what we've been talking about on the show? I'm going to tell you right now, everything. Everything. Because I think 
and you guys know this, that the energies of what we're going to be talking about tonight are the energies of creation. Now, before we get into this, I'm going to tell you why I think that, but let me just thank our sponsors at GetTheTea.com, AncientLifeFull.com, and Metaphorical Archaeology. Make sure if you visit any of those sponsors that you tell them the Fringe FM sent you, and uh, we appreciate your support. Also, if you want to support this show, go to Patreon.com forward slash LTV Radio and sign up. Uh, the, the video should be out by the morning, too. Some new videos, some behind-the-scenes stuff. You're really going to like it. I'm not a uh, video documentary type guy, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. I put a whole bunch of clips together in there. So let me get into this. Oh, yeah, download the new apps. The Fringe FM app is on the Play Store. It's on the iTunes Store and Alexa. We're still working out the bugs on the shout-out thing on the Android, but everything else works, all right? And then if those apps don't work, Guess where you go? Talk stream live with the paranormal radio app and any of our affiliates. All right. So we've talked about this quite a bit about how, um, you know, we've discussed the male and female energy and the creative force behind it, which basically is love. And I am one of those people that believe in love. I'm a hopeless romantic, always have been, probably always will be. I believe in the fairy tale, and for big reasons. I've seen the creative force behind it. I know what it's capable of. If you want to talk about practical matters, it's capable of extreme happiness. The sad thing about it is, is there's so many of us that don't believe in it anymore, and this is based on our experience. And why does this happen? Why do we have so many doubts and some conscious fears and things when it comes to this stuff? There's some real spiritual issues here that we need to get down to. Now, our guest tonight is probably one of the best in the business when it comes to talking about this stuff, and uh, she's here with us now. Alana Pratt is an intimacy expert, relationship coach, author of six books, and the host of the Edgy Podcast, Intimate Conversations, which is a go-to authority for those who have suffered heartbreak and are ready to live unapologetically and attract an open-hearted, ideal relationship. She's a certified coach with nearly 5 million viewers on YouTube, offering private group, and online coaching programs for singles and couples to help develop a healthy, intimate relationship with themselves first, which naturally attracts and enhances their ideal partnerships. Now, this Ivy League graduate is the author of six books and hosts the Edgy Podcast, Intimate Conversations, and uh, she's been chosen as an icon of influence, a columnist for the Good Men Project, and has been featured in the Huffington Post, People Magazine, Forbes, on CBS, ABC, TLC, and Fox and the Jenny McCarthy Show. Her new book is Finding the One is BS, Become the One. It's a brilliant and beautiful book. This is, this is a, now go to the website too for reference tonight. This is going to be like one of the biggest conversations for me personally tonight. Alana, Elena Pratt, that's A-L-L-A-N-A-P-R-A-T-T.com. You can go to Facebook, Coach Elena Pratt, and YouTube.com forward slash user. Elena Pratt, sub, confirmation equals one, all that. I'm going to drop the links in the chat room. Go to thefringe.fm forward slash chat room so you can get those links right now or get them on the archives. So, uh, yeah, Alana, thank you for coming on the program. I really appreciate it. I, I am so grateful to be here. I love that you've already said that you believe in love. Thank you. So few have given, you know, kept that going in their heart. Good for you. I'm I'm already like smiling as I'm listening to you right well, now. I'm one of those people like I don't. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff on my own. I really have. And it's like, what, what are we here for? I mean, if we were here to be alone, then I would have been put here alone. 
You know, so yeah. like I think if there's no such thing as love, especially that kind of romantic love that you experience stuff with with someone, I think if that didn't exist, and I don't know if I'd, I know this sounds pretty bad, but I don't really know if life would be awesome. I don't think it would be. I just don't. I agree. Tell me your, um, I'm sorry, I don't know your relationship past. Has it been wobbly? Yeah. Um, this is roller, roller coaster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went through one, I had a, I went through one divorce when I was young, had a child, got married because we had a child, stayed around yeah. because of the child. And it yeah. just kept making things worse and worse, making my life, you know, like I did everything else right. Uh, you know, the money, the stability, all that, but it just, was the wrong person. And I was young too, mm. like really young. So, sure. um, and then after that, when I got divorced, regardless, it was one of those situations where you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, I need to get divorced. I know this, I got to do it. But even though, you know, you know, you're with the wrong person after the divorce, it's still like earth shattering, you know, because mm. you failed at, with your, it, feel, it felt like I failed at life. And I failed mm. with my family and I failed. I was just such a failure. That's oh, what I felt dear. like, you know. And how do you feel today? Uh, I'm absolutely glad that I failed. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I remember when I finally figured out the science of life in that every moment has equal pleasure and pain, uh, challenge and support, that in every failure is a gift a lesson. And I stopped just looking at one half of life and beating myself up and being afraid and concerned, like from the outside in what other people thought of me and am I good enough? Like, and I, and I, I came into balance and I really started to look at what the gift in all of these challenges were, the gift in the pain, the gift of saying thank you, but no thank you. Cause I've been through, I've been through two divorces. I got one up on you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, well, well, maybe we'll go there. Maybe we won't, but we'll see. <laughs> but the, the idea is if I, as a vibrational energetic creature, judge myself, what am I going to attract? Well, we all know more judgment from others. Right. But if I learn and grow and forgive myself and allow the lesson that that relationship was meant to be like a catalyst for, something in me can emerge, then I can be a higher vibration and attract somebody who's also done their work too. And we cannot be too broken people like, oh my God, you complete me. Like none of that BS. Yeah. We can be like a whole, a whole person, not a perfect person. Nobody's perfect, but a whole person where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And it can be that delicious love that you are referring to right out of the gate. And I do believe that's what we're here for. These whole mate I have a dating app. I call it heart mates, but the idea is I think we're evolving beyond soul mates where you complete me into real healthy whole mates where we, we can inspire this evolutionary spark in the, in the other person only because we don't need them to complete us. We, we believe in them. We're, we're actually a stand for their enlightenment yeah. and they're a stand for ours. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I've, I've went, through a lot of just, cause I'm a pretty open person. Like when I give love, when I decide I love somebody, which is usually I, it, it doesn't, some people think I decide it quickly, but I do not. I'm a very, very picky person. Um, but when I decide it, I'm, I'm all in, man. you know, like I'm all in 
and I want the fairy tale type thing. But the problem is, I think, is that I have I've gone through so much heartache and crazy stuff in my life that I'm willing to take that chance on the when I make up my mind about that. But I also understand why people aren't, why it's so scary, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but if I could just explain to them, and maybe you might understand what I mean when I say this, about what actual love and union, when you come into union with, the, with a loving partnership or whatever, what that actually can create in your life is mm. magnificent. Mm. It's not... Like, I don't know, you can do well on your own. We all can. We can do, we could succeed, yeah. become millionaires and just whatever, right? But there's yes. something that happens that, I, that you just will not experience when you have like two whole people coming together like you're talking about, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the planet's ready for it. Back in the day, like, I don't know, a thousand years ago, we, like, we were role mates. We married for church, for state, for money, for a kid, you know, for security. Uh, we didn't marry for love. And then people were like, well, this sucks. Let's, let's marry for love. But we were so wounded that we attracted our, our shadow. We attracted wounds where it was like, oh, this crazy chemistry and you complete me. And, and we kind of forgot about humanity. We forgot about our evolutionary, you know, growth. Uh, we forgot to hang out with our friends. <laughs> we forgot everything. And that person became the source of our worth, and the our outside in. Yeah. Right. And that's the big mistake that I went through two times. You sound like you got it the lesson after one time. Good for you. But it took me two times to realize, oh, my God, my worth is not another's approval of me. That's right, my yeah. security is not their giving them giving me attention. All of that internal oneness with source, all of that internal safety and security where, I mean, we, we, we have these experiences sexually sometimes, but like I've had them spiritually where I don't know where I begin and the universe, you know, where I end and the universe begins, like yeah. such a direct experience. And I know it in my bones. And it sounds like you do too. When, once that's happened, we don't look we don't need to look to our partner to complete us anymore. They're no longer the source of our worth. And then we can evolve past soulmates into wholemates. How, tell me about your, I'm going to call it a direct experience. It sounds like you get it. Yeah, well, it you just kind it. of it recently happened to me, actually, because after I went through the divorce, I went on a series. I tried the dating apps. I tried the, I tried a lot of stuff. And like, you know, I've listened to some of your videos and that. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've, every, I don't regret any of it because every relationship or dating experience that I went through, I grew. I'd like to think yeah. that I helped that other person grow in some type of way too. But regardless, like I grew of a deeper understanding of myself. Um, yeah. And. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But after the last one, the last one was really rough because it tried to, this person like really tested me in ways um, and it was really kind of toxic and it was one of those uh, Kansas City shuffles where someone was wearing a mask the entire time until they got mm. you in a corner, you know. Um, mm. Mm. That was a little trippy, right? But but it also, I mean, it also brought this other person around that was like a, a friend. And I'd never had a spiritual relationship with anybody before. So when mm-hmm. you meet somebody who is pretty content with who they are, they can hold their yeah. own. Uh, and then this person's like, what are you doing? This isn't you, et cetera. And you're like, wait, and then you have to start having conversations with them and you're just growing spiritually. That kind of, I don't know what happened with that, but I had an experience where it was extremely energetic and and extremely like one type thing. And I, I never had that like just totally with myself until after that though. Like, then I would do meditations after that because it's kind of like that opened the door up for it. Yeah. And, you know, we've been through some stuff, but then again, it's like we've also grown from that too. It's just totally different from anything I've ever been in. The problem is, is there's there's still blocks there. And I think that happens in a lot of situations, right? And where these blocks come from, I have no idea. I think they're subconscious programs that go back to our childhood. I honestly do. That's what I think mm-hmm. they are. I would agree. I've been, um, I've been at this for 20 years and I certainly am a student as well as a teacher. And what I've learned from the quantum psychology and spiritual technology trainings that I've gone through is that the best of our brain, that's sort of like the front of our head, the prefrontal cortex, when our heart is open, the best of our brain turns on. And when our heart is open, our intuition and our instincts are there and we are pretty sane, cool people. However, when, when something happens with somebody you're dating or in a relationship with, and it triggers what you just said, the past, the subconscious past, not, not that we know, because if we knew it, we'd change it, right? Yeah. So, but this is like something that just takes us over. And within five seconds, we are crazy people. We go away <laughs> from our prefrontal cortex back to our reptilian brain. It's like fight or flight or freeze, kill before you get killed. And it could be a glare. It could be like this passive aggressive comment. It could be downright like cruel emasculation. It could be like shame the other person before they shame you. Um, But this, we're like, and we're just like, oh my God, who am I right now? And this is this other programming that needs to be addressed if, and this is how I like to say it, if you want to become the one to find the one, to keep the one. It's, it's, everybody can be nice on a good day, but it's like when you get triggered, what does it actually take not to kill the other person? Keep your heart open, stay connected, present, grounded, lean in, be courageous and vulnerable. And when we process these subconscious 
um, emotional triggers, traumas, charge, when we, when we process this, it's like a low vibrational energy gets processed into a high vibrational energy. So you can be present. You can be courageous. You can stay in the best of your brain. You can hear your intuition. And when you're in a relationship, and remember how I said at the beginning, life is equal challenge and support. Don't kid yourself that there's somebody out there where it's going to be like bunny rabbits and rainbows every single day. Yeah, Not that's, possible. That's you're, impractical, you're right? Be, to expect. I, I do get that way, though. I feel like I get that way sometimes. I'm like, it, but even this other person's like, that's you know that's impractical, right? I'm like. Yeah, it is. I don't know why I get that way. It, it's impractical, but it's also scientifically impossible if we if we live in a world of duality, right? So yeah. There's going to be challenge, but all of the movies and they all want you to believe this so they can, you know, manipulate you. But no, mm-hmm. there's there's also nothing wrong with challenge. There's nothing wrong with conflict. We've also been, you know, fed that, you know, if you have a fight, you're bad and wrong. No. What if maybe emasculating another is maybe not cool. Okay. Uh, hitting below the belt, not so cool, but what if conflict is normal? What if feeling insecure is totally okay? What if being concerned or jealous is, is natural as you begin to open your heart more and more and more that this stuff, this subconscious triggers, it's going to come up. And what if we could learn skills to keep our heart open and burn in that fire So the Phoenix rises and we can keep our heart open and stay connected with that other. So it's not just the good times that make us stronger. We actually got through a conflict and we were closer than we ever were before. Not that like roller coaster, make up sex and then you fight again. Not like drama. I mean, spiritually safer because they saw your vulnerability. They didn't kill you. You didn't kill them. And, And that real raw beauty of our humanity was shared. Can and you have now, the makeup sex and the spiritual stuff? That would be kind of cool. Oh, sure. sure. I think, so. wouldn't that, isn't that the best sex though? <laughs> yeah, right. It is for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, really. I mean, I don't know how much we can talk about sex on your show. Is that allowed? You can talk about it all you want. If it gets too, if, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't get very graphic. I'll be more energetic about it. But the truth is a lot of my clients come to me because they're turned on by mm, taboo. They're turned on by, oh my God, you finally love me. And you didn't go after that guy or that gal or whatever it was. Like it's more of a desperate makeup sex as opposed to when it moves into the spiritual realm where neither needs each other anymore. Right. And both people's walls are totally down. Hearts are wild and open and you allow an expression, an unapologetic expression of your turn on in, in a safe place where you're not going to be judged and you can express yourself and get to know yourself more than you ever have before with someone who's going to receive you. I mean, that's, that's hot to me. That's when the energy of life comes through you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That is. So, uh, so what, let me ask you this. Like when you, when you become open, because I feel like I'm, I always go around and say, well, I'm open and I'm authentic and genuine, but am I really like what I think a lot of times we tell ourselves that we are, that we're open, right? But as a man, I find myself open and like, yeah, I love you. Yeah, I, will, I'm, I desire you. Yeah, you're perfect for me. I adore you. Really sweet things, right? 
but am I open uh-huh. about how, where I'm hurt? Because I, mm-hmm. every, when I start saying those types of things, I feel, I get this feeling like, yeah, well, real men don't do that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know where the hell that comes from. Well, yeah, society, I don't know, your parents or I don't know how you were raised. One of my more popular videos on my YouTube channel, I think it's called Three Ways to Be a Noble Badass. And one of them is about the idea of, I believe, a noble badass, like let's call you a warrior, and you're out there in the world. And one of the battles you lost, like it didn't go well at work. It didn't go well with your stock account or your trades. I don't know what it was, but just you're you're coming home and there's shame. But can you keep your eye contact with her? Can you see her as your queen and you, the wounded king, you know, laying your head against her breast and just letting her hold you? Now, that requires a woman who, in the face of, oh, my God, he lost his job. Oh, my God, he lost half of our stock market (laughs) savings or whatever. Like, it, it requires a woman who doesn't close her heart, judge, or blame. So it takes two. But wouldn't it be amazing that as a man... You wouldn't have to be ashamed for being human. And you could come home and say, you know, I had a crappy day. And she wouldn't try to fix you. She wouldn't make you wrong. She would just hold you. And you could just be soothed and healed by the sacred sexual energy of tenderness and care. Yeah, that would be and cool. And then she could, right? That would actually I mean, be pretty cool, even, yeah. And then, you know, when you're like, oh, my God, I'm not, I'm, I'm soothed by the divine feminine. I'm not made wrong. She could even be Kali kind of energy, like fierce love, not anger, not judgment, but like fierce love. Like, I so friggin' believe in you. Get your ass out there. I don't care if that boss doesn't value you. I value you. Get out there and give your gifts and come home and make, can I swear on your show? I'm trying to like not something. Just as long as any curse word, but the F word and you're good. You know? No, okay, so no, no F word. Okay, very good. I'm a small town Canadian girl at heart. So <laughs> I start, late at night, I start swearing. So I just yeah, I hear you. But like, but go out and just like get a great job and come home and make love to me and you know blast me open to the edges of the universe. Like you can, you can be fierce wow. and 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 energetic. But as long as you keep your heart open and it comes from love, it gets up under somebody. But if you close your heart and you judge then it hurts people and it comes from fear. Yeah. So all, all of this comes back to the intimacy work that I do. Like what does it take to live unapologetically with your heart open, even though you can't control the circumstances? Yeah, that's the thing. Like you can't, <clears throat> you can't control the circumstances, but, but I imagine that you have like, okay, single people that come to you that are looking for the mm-hmm. one. And then I'm sure you have couples that come to you that love each other, that are trying to figure stuff out. You get both of that, right? Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. I work with single women, single men and couples for sure. Yeah. So, okay. Then let me ask you this question because you said stuff about being vulnerable and it's okay to be this as long as you're growing and all this stuff. What a, I have this issue with, like I see, I get what you're saying, but there's a lot of people out there. I feel like that they're just trying to perfect themselves. I'm not, I'm not whole or perfect enough, but once I'm perfect enough, then I'll be ready to love. And it's like, when, when are you ever no. perfect? Never. Yeah. Ever. Like- Never. Yeah. Um, I think at the core of perfectionism, they are wired backwards. And I was too, and I'll be honest. So I was wired like my worth is outside in, safety outside in. If I'm perfect, you won't hurt me. 
I'll be safe. So it's like you're wired, you're wired to look outside to compare everything you're doing with, am I perfect so that I'm safe? Am I perfect so that I'm loved? Am I perfect so that I get money, attention, a guy, a gal, whatever it is I'm looking for? And that's um, the insanity of it. Because your true worth, why would you put your true worth in something that you can't even control in the first place? A person. That's insane. Why, why would you do that? There's, we can't control life and we can't control people. This is a big lesson. So why would we put all of our eggs in that basket of something we can't even control right. as opposed to rewire ourselves from the inside out? I can rely on myself. I can count on myself. Right. I can yeah. have my own back. I can no matter what, if I fell down, I'll give myself compassion. If I knocked it out of the park, I'll give myself a fist pump. Way to go. Like I will have my back and never forsake myself ever. And so then we realize that there is no such thing as perfect. Not if you're growing. I guess if you sit in the corner and never do anything and just shut up, you could be perfect and just sit there. <laughs> but if you're going to grow, do a podcast, write a book, to have a relationship, do anything, you know, you're, you're going to fall down. You know how they say with a, an airplane from Los Angeles to, to New York, it's never on track. It's always correcting and continuing. Same with us. So if you stop looking from the outside, aren't I good enough? Aren't I perfect? And you just tell yourself, hey, I love me whether I have tons of Facebook followers or none. I love me. I accept me. I allow me whether I'm single or in a relationship. And you start, you let go of all that external stuff. You start to kind of fall in love with your wobbly parts, your triumphant parts, your naughty parts, your dorky parts, like you kind of just yeah. start to fall in love with all your flavors. And then that's the beautiful part. I call that becoming the one. I found myself. I am the one. I'm enough. Not perfect. I'm a work in progress, but I'm enough. And then you'd no longer try to convince others of, of anything. So you can just relax. You can chillax, whatever, relax, chillax. You just be yourself, which is really sexy to an ideal match. Who cares if, uh, you know, rejection is protection. Who cares if you're not like everybody's cup of tea? Good. Find out quick. Yeah, why? Well, that's exactly what I told a friend of mine. Um, I, you know, it's like, well, what if, it, what if this person says this or that? I'm like, who, if, if if they don't say what you want or don't like you, then you know what? It's kind of their loss because they don't know you, you know? So just yeah, like move on, right? Like that's, that's right. there's a plenty of people out there. Someone will like you once someone will like you. Someone will say, Hey, you know, I want to get to know this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You, you can't expect everybody to like you. And honestly, I wouldn't trust anybody that everybody liked. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No. It, it's not logical. It doesn't make, there's not enough time if everybody liked you. <laughs> it's, it's actually very efficient that not everybody likes you. And it makes when you finally continue to be your authentic, vulnerable self, even if you're not perfect, because nobody is, that's fine. Because even, even me, like I've been doing this work for 20 years, if I get around somebody who I really like, I notice like a little bit of trying to please them and hope I don't get rejected comes up. Yeah. And then I got to go, okay, okay, okay. It's going to be okay. If they reject you, it's going to be fine. I still have my own back, little Alana, inside my, my heart. And we know quantum physics, that if we choose our ideal partner, we're already quantum entangled. That's science. They're already on their way to us. Mm-hmm. We're already connected. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Be yourself. Resist nothing. Allow all. Be authentic. That'll raise your vibe. Be grateful. Be appreciative. Be compassionate when you're feeling like a loser. Just keep your heart open. <laughs> and eventually, yeah. if you keep moving forward, you're going to run right into them. Because it's science. But many of us give up five minutes before the miracle. Or don't even move forward at all because we're so caught up in that perfectionism you were speaking That's of. what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of like, I manifested this person. This is, this is the, you know, this is my teammate, my partner, the one, like that kind of thing. But not the way you're talking about. Not like you complete me, but more like this is like my best friend almost, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, my soul mate, partner, best friend, buddy, lover, that kind of thing. But because yes. of the past and all this other stuff that it's like, it's one thing I keep running into in my life, even in radio and podcasting and I run the radio station, it's just wasted talent and wasted opportunity. And that's the thing that breaks mm-hmm. my heart the most, honestly. It makes my throat mm-hmm. tight thinking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Tell me more what you mean. Well, like, you know, I used to, I would uh, run into the, like these radio hosts that just the, the, some of the most talented people, but because they had such a bad past with either alcohol, drugs, or just bad programming, that they could have been stars. You know. Yeah. And then, you know, like I just see it happen a lot, and a lot of I just don't want it to happen in love. Like mm-hmm. when two people are really good for each other. And they could have happiness, but because they've seen no kind of happiness, that they don't believe in yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. That's why I get up every day. If one more person watches a video or hears my podcast or is in one of my programs, and I can keep their heart open rather than closed, and light gets in, and love gets in, I did, I did my job. I've, I've literally created my job so that I keep my heart open because if it's just between me, myself and, and the mirror, I can, I can get into my head. I can want to give up, but if I got to show up for another, if I've got to contribute to another, if I've got to believe in another, I open my heart, I get up under them. I've got their back. Like I serve, I contribute. Like they help me be my best self. I've orchestrated it. I've orchestrated it this way. I know I need to be in intimate conversations, real conversations, meaningful conversations, vulnerable connections every day, or my heart hurts. I know that about myself. I know that I'll go to a grocery store or like a furniture 
store. And before you know it, I'm in the back with the owner drinking scotch out of his like back cabinet and he's <laughs> pulling out the picture of his wife who he met when she was 13 and telling me stories. Like I just, that's awesome. I love I, hearing those stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. So that me too. Cause I live for that. And so I created a life where I could have those kind of real conversations all the time. Yeah. They feed me. Yeah. I we totally feed each understand other that, that way. I totally mm. get that. I do. I totally get that. But I, I like to have fun and laugh and play and not take things so seriously, too. You know, like... Right? Yeah, I mean, we totally skipped the first break, which is fine. We'll just do the top of the hour <laughs> break. But but no, seriously, like, like what, what, you've got to have the right <laughs> kind of person in your life. Like, you know what? i got to have the crappiest day in the world, and I'm still okay. But I get to go mm. home to this person, which is freaking awesome. You know? Uh, that's beautiful. You, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I do. Matter. Like, I was... I'm so glad that even though there's this richness and this authenticity and this depth that the balance of that, remember everything's in balance, right? Pain, pleasure, yep. so the seriousness or the richness needs to be balanced out by pure dork, pure like, <laughs> yeah, where's right. the ball of scotch? Like, let's just dance <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the kitchen. Yeah. Dance party that's for good. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's probably why I, I curse as much as I do because I, <laughs> I go so deep with people and then I just throw, I won't say it on your show, but like I'll throw in an F bomb and they're like, dang. I'm like, yeah, I'm a small town Canadian girl. I, I arrived in America on my uncle Phil's 18 wheeler semi. Like I, I have an edge. <laughs> so, yeah. So, t- so explain I'm, this to me then <clears throat> since we got yeah. 20 more minutes, do you, uh, before the break. So you definitely seem like the type of person that, that would could fall in love with somebody and go be all in. But what happens when you, when you, uh, Hmm. or what would you give the advice for based on your experience when you fall in love with a person and it just doesn't seem to come through or something, right? Like, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with the heartache? Mm, Yeah. I don't think there's anyone on this planet that hasn't had heartache. And I mean it. I mean, whether it's small where you just went up to someone and said, Hey, hi. And they rejected you or whether you were like full on burn the bridge, you know, and it didn't work out. Heart heartache is, is, is part of being human. I think it's a gift, a rite of passage to show us that our heart um, aperture, the open and close of our heart is our choice. Like right now, you and me and everybody listening, like open your heart to this conversation. Like don't worry about the how, but just open, open. We're actually in charge of that. And now take a breath, close, close your heart. And then again, take a breath, open your heart. If you are aware of body sensations and emotions and all the rest of it, you'll notice that when your heart is open, you don't judge as much. You don't go into conclusions, expectations. You're not skeptical. You know, you're not waiting for the shoe to drop. Like you're just kind of open to possibility. You don't really need anything to be okay. But as soon as we close our heart, which is an actual scientific coherent thing we can measure, but when we close our heart, The only part, remember the brain I said before, fight or flight or freeze, kill before you get killed. I mean, I've literally done this experiment when I've done, you know, speeches 
And I tell all the people in the audience, close their heart. I'm like, you think I'm a stupid bitch right now, don't you? You just want me to get rid of me. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you're like ugly too. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and then when they open their heart again to me, they're like, oh, I love you. And so we're in charge of that. So I think the gift of heartache is to remind us, yeah, we all have hearts, but we're in charge of whether we open them or close them to ourselves, close them to ourselves or close them to others. And so when a heart breaks, just like a stained glass window, when you put a bunch of pieces back together in a stained glass window, it's stronger. When you break your arm in a bunch of pieces and then it forms again in a cast, it's actually stronger. So if you're willing to do the work and open your heart up again, and I'm not saying it's fun and I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not, I mean, it's, it's for the spiritually brave, for the mature, for the ones willing to suck the marrow out of being here. But those that are willing to open their heart again and get the oxygen into the wounds, get the spiritual truth, you know, into those dark alleys and shadows, then you're stronger than ever. And you realize, wait a minute, I can always have my back. Life always has my back. And that's not just some woo-woo statement. That's actually science and it's actually energy. I don't have to do this all by myself. And I get to the place, not every day, but I... I get there where I can literally be making love with life. Like I can penetrate life with my purpose and life can penetrate me and, and splay me wide open and hold me. Like there's an energy to dance with. You can dance with the mystery. So it makes the relationship or getting back out there again and dating again, not quite so, Oh my God, because the whole time you can be making love with life. And so you're not so attached to that next relationship working out. And every day you don't have to be, oh my God, are they still with me? You, you can give them choice and space, which of course makes you even more desirable. Anybody that needs somebody to stay beside them, it's the quickest way to push somebody away. Yeah, I've noticed that. But if you're, For sure. Right? But if you're, if you're present and you're real and you give them choice and you have choice, it, it tends to bring out the best in another. And again, at the end of the day, we can't control anyone. They could die on you. They could leave you. They could love you. We just, we can't control them, but we can be the space to invite the best in them and we can be our best self. You Not know perfect, what, but our I, best self. I always tell people too, like, if you think it's really bad, um, you know, because a lot of people are like, well, it's just easier to be alone. Forget it. But that's not really what they want. Or they wouldn't be saying those things. And secondly, like, if you really believe that, if you really believe that, I think you should go visit some nursing homes and talk to some people, right? Mm. Just go sit yeah. down Go sit down with a few elderly, and you're going to learn a lot from the elderly. That's what, one thing I can guarantee you. You're going to get some That's wisdom. beautiful, true. For sure. Uh-huh. But you're going to yeah. see the ones that took the chances and the ones that didn't, the ones that turned oh. bitter and the ones that have families that come to visit them, the ones that are full of mm. love, and the ones that close themselves off. Ah, uh, fist pump to you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. How did you learn that? Uh, to live fully? <laughs> well, like, uh, I, work in, I think everybody should work in customer service, sales, and then go visit a nursing home. That'll teach you everything about life, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, like... Um, my, my roommate, I had a roommate that was a CNA, and he would tell me these stories about how angry some of these elderly people were and then how awesome and cool some of these, like he always had a story about mm. them. And mm. uh, 
he calls into the show sometimes, Jordan. But I was like, really? Nice. Like, I want to go check this out. And I found out that I loved talking to elderly people. It didn't matter if they were mean or whatever. I wanted to, I would learn so much. Like, I want to end up like that or this. And I know in my heart that I want a partner and a family. And I want to, I want to share, I want to share love with a lot of different people. But I want that mm. kind of person, like the notebook kind of person, too. You know, as a man, yeah. I know that yeah. sounds uh, sappy. See what I'm saying right now? As a man, I know that probably doesn't sound very good. Stop but, it. You don't, yeah. need to, you don't need to say that. Why don't you own it? All right. Well, that's like what I want. Own it. Just choose it. I choose that you know, for sure. Choose it. There's a difference between want and choose. You know that, right? Yeah. Want, want seem to push things lack. away. Mm-hmm. Because it confirms the lack of it. And that's the inner intimacy when I talk about becoming the one to find the one. There's actually, and this is science, I'm kind of a dork this way. I've been, you know, interviewing quantum physicists for years and years because I want to be able to explain what I intuitively know and have been able to support my clients in having. And I wanted to figure out why, why I had two divorces. <laughs> I'm like, I've got to figure this shit out. So um, four elements, the image, the thought, the emotion, and the body sensation. If we say, I want, we're sending out into the field, the cosmos, the divine, uh, this low vibration of a confirmation of our lack. And all it knows how to do is say, and so it is. However, if we send out into the universe, it's already done and we feel it, the emotion. We see it, the image. We think it. I'm with my beloved. And we literally feel the body sensation of oh, what it's like to be in their arms. Yeah. And then we send that out into the field. The universe goes, oh, and so it is. It's all energy. It's like perpetual. And this takes, yeah, and it takes practice because you open your bloody eyes and they're not here. So you have to be doing this with your with your meditation, with your morning practice, before you go to bed at night, the idea of, of stopping the yearning and needing because it pushes them away and resting into, thank you that they're here. I know I'm already quantum entangled with them. I look forward to when that day is going to be. Yeah, and every coming. day until then, I will be grateful. And when they're here, I will continue to be grateful. And it won't be this, oh my God, where have you been all my life? All this drama. It's going to be like, I knew you were coming. You're hotter than I thought. Exactly. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <get> to... <laughs> I can't. You saying dang, that's funny. I say that all the time, too. They say dang in Canada? I don't know that. Um, well, I, I've been gone longer than I've been in Canada. I left when I was 20. I lived in Japan. I've lived in the States. So, yeah. I picked up picked up some words. So, yeah. okay, then let me ask you this. Do you don't believe, do you not believe in like, when you, when people talk about twin flames or whatever, I, I'm asking you about this because I, I'll just say it. Like there, there is some, somebody that I feel like is perfect. You know how like, you know how like, um, if you look at a piece of art or whatever and you see the deepness of it and it's like perfect, that's perfect for you. Like your taste buds kind of thing. It's perfect for you. So yeah, when you yeah. run into that that person, and then you have well, not just the physical perfection type thing. It's hard to explain. It's energetic, spiritual, all that stuff. And yeah. how do you not get to where you're like, well, um, 
how do you not worry about losing that when it seems so freaking rare, you know? Uh, it's a great question. Um, if we leave the present moment and we go off into a future afraid of losing them, yeah. we, we will feel, we will suffer. We will be afraid. And it's very difficult, but it's possible to be able to stay in the present moment and just savor them. And again, if you need them to be here in order to be okay, that's going to send you off into the future that you're going to want to try to control. But if you recognize they actually aren't, even though they're perfect, even though they're like perfect for you and all these kind of things, and you're just like, yum, they're yum. actually still, <laughs> that's a good word still no, <laughs> yum. They're still not the source of your, your worth or your happiness. They're right. a catalyst. We misunderstand this. We meet someone and we think they are the source of everything that's going great in our life. No, they are the catalyst. We still are a channel of source. And so if you misunderstand that and then you got to keep them and then you go off into a future and you don't want to lose them, it's the quickest way to push them away. But if you can let go of that, come home into your body, come home, feel grounded in the earth, come home and connect to the divine, which is all around you. We don't see 99.9% of the energy. We only see 0.01%. I know you know that. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, okay, I'm not going to like <gasps> get that little 0.01%. I got to keep them, keep them, keep them. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're just a catalyst to remind me. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And you just open and you relax and you start to connect with the 99% that's all around you. That's the home that they're a catalyst to remind you of. And then you don't have to keep them. You can just be with them. And you can be grateful for whatever time you do get with them. There's no guarantee. My best friend died when I was 16. It was such a gift. Yeah, see. Because I only only knew them for a short period of time. And as soon as they died, I mean, my cat hadn't died. Like, my grandma hadn't died. Nobody died. I was like, what? My best friend? And very, very quickly, within less than 24 hours, I I, I shook myself and I said, wait, either you didn't know them and you're not feeling this pain, or you did know them and you're going to learn to be grateful for that and open your heart again. Which do you choose, Alana? And obviously I chose the second. And so it helped me from a very young age to like suck the marrow out of a moment, to be present. In one moment is eternity if you allow yourself to be that present. One kiss, one listening to what they have to say, one glance across the room is eternity. But so many of us are just spinning quickly and we're not even around and we're worried about the future and what are they? We miss it. But if you can have a relationship where every moment is rich and it doesn't have to be serious, it can be dorky, but, but we're present and we suck it in and we savor it and it's delicious. We don't just have this heady intellectual spirituality we have the full bodied yum delicious yeah orgasmic alive i love this moment we let ourselves feel not just think even if heaven forbid they die or they leave you will have savored eternity all those moments with them and it'll still sting that's part of life Life is up and down, sad and happy, but you will have savored that. And the well that the sadness will carve out within your heart will be able to be filled with joy again if you keep your heart open. Yeah, that's so awesome that you say that. Like, 
Yeah, because if I think I think about that all the time. My father used to tell me that. He used to try to make me feel like really bad about relationships. Well, someone's going to get their heart broke regardless, just regardless. It doesn't matter if by some miracle you end up and stay together forever, someone's going to die first. And I'm like, this is the worst. First off, this is like the most, this is the worst way to look at anything. Shut up, you know? dad. <laughs> right. And secondly, like, you know, you know what? I know all that. I know all that. But if I still choose to to love someone, then that makes that person really special because I know they're worth that pain. Thank you. Oh, say that again. That's a bumper sticker. Yeah. And that you can handle that. Yeah. Because I would rather have the experience and take the pain than never have that experience with them. Same, same, same. Yep. Same. Yeah, I, I, pain doesn't kill me. Pain, pain can be a gift. If you lean into the pain, there's so many gifts. Resilience, grit, fortitude, strength. Too much pleasure is not good. Too much haagen is not so good. <laughs> you know, yeah. like... Hey, come on, so- I mean, like, if you ever meet someone that's been with someone for a long time, like my uncle Larry was with my aunt uh, Pinky, which is a funny name for an aunt, by the way, but my aunt Pinky... Right? Uh-huh. Like when she passed uh-huh. away, I, I I thought, man, they had been together so long. I, I'm so afraid. I know he's just gut-wrenched, you know? And uh-huh. it was, I waited a week, and then I went and talked to him, and I said, well, how are you holding up that she's not around? I'm right down the road if you need me. And he's like, uh-huh. well, I say, he said, I say this. It's going to happen eventually, but we had a really good life together. I don't regret any of uh-huh. it, you know? Uh-huh. And that's what made him cry. It wasn't It wasn't him, like, thinking about that she's gone. It was him thinking about the life they had together. And it made him smile and cry at the same time, you know? Oh, that's so perfect. That's beautiful because he savored it. Yeah. yeah. I remember when my mom died and they were like, okay, you need to check out at noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yes, you can take our organs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's this one moment. This is it. Give me my moment. And it was so painful. And I just remember like going, opening my heart, one potato, two potato, three potato, four, like five seconds or so. And I was like, oh my God, she's not asleep. She's not in there. She's actually not in there. Wow. And then uh, this whole full body bliss, love, oneness. It was because I loved her so much that the pain was there. But because I kept breathing through it with my heart open, I felt this extraordinary love. And then next weekend, my sister got married. So we just got really drunk and pretended she was on vacation <laughs> just to get through it. And I got pregnant. Oh, and no. there I am. <laughs> no, well, I was, I, I was, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. I was yeah, married, right? So it's fine. It's happens. fine. Um, yeah, it happens. And I, there I am nine months later looking at this angel. Yeah. That had been kicking me and kicking my ribs, and there I'm looking right at him, and my legs are splayed, and I'm birthing the placenta, and it's the moment, like it's another one of those moments. Am I just gonna like focus on birthing the placenta? And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is my one first moment ever to look in this angel's eyes, and I, you know, open my heart. Not this time because of the pain. This time because of the bliss. There was so much bliss. The other side of the spectrum, right? I felt all the bliss, one potato, two potato, three. I'm just like, and then this thing happened where it was the exact same feeling of, I will call it maybe love, home. 
that I had when my mom died nine months prior. And instantly I saw a heart, two sides of a heart, through the path of pain or through the path of bliss. Some people can't even handle joy, right? So through the path of bliss, they come to the same place, love. And then I got it. Life is not about doing it right and all about love. No, it's about the experience. That's it. Can, can you go through the experience of life with your heart open? And that sounds like what your uncle was experiencing, the happy, sad tears all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a touchy thing, right? And see, I believe in that. But when you look at the divorce rate and all this other stuff, that's what people focus on. And then people say, no, you know, like, I want to believe in love. Like, I want, people have no idea how creative this is, by the way. That's a, I think there's something out there that doesn't want you to fall in love and have those things because that's where your power is, by the way, in loving yourself, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. So, like, anyways, there's so much out there that tells people they can't have it. It won't work. It's never going to work. da 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 the, every yeah, every movie, show, every friend in their ear, parents, their friends' parents, you know. And after a while, you're just like, uh, I, I want to have faith in this, you know, but I'm hearing well, all this stuff, right? Most people don't know how to sit in the fire and get the gift out of the pain. And because they don't know how to do that, inside of them is stuck pain. And then they look at us, and they, they get triggered, so they just want to push us away and say, don't be in a relationship because they're pushing their own little you inside of their heart away as well. So just recognize that. Give them their space. Go hang out with people like you and me who believe in love, who are willing to breathe through the pain and open up again and realize that it's not all the silly fairy tale stuff that sets you up to lose the minute you have a fight where you're supposed to get a divorce, swipe left. No, no, you lean in, you get curious, swipe left, you honor, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. No, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm that way though, but I think, what way? I think some people are just naturally scared. Like, I mean, naturally. We're all scared. I'm scared every day. Aren't you scared every day about something? A little bit, yeah. I am scared every day. I fail every day, and I'm scared every day. But the difference is, in the past, I pretended I wasn't scared, and I was super fake, and I pushed it away. Just like little you in my heart, I like hit her with a two-by-four and shoved her in the closet. (laughs) That's what I used to do. (laughs) didn't work so well. And now, when I'm scared, I lean in. I go, hey, little one, come here. I got you. Even if we fail, I still love you. Even if everybody rejects us, we, at least we showed up. At least we gave it our best. You know, we slid into the grave, totally used up. You don't have any so regrets. I, you did what you were supposed to do. I still, I still do. I'm 50 and I'm just getting started. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. I get that too. Well, well, we're at the top of the hour. This is going by really quick, really, really quick. Um, all right. So, yeah, we're going to take our first break here. If you guys want to call in, you can. It's so. Uh, if you want to call into the show. Also, you can join the chat room by going to thefringe.fm forward slash chat room. We'll be right back.
Ryan Gable here, and I'd like to invite you to my radio broadcast, The Secret Teachings, airing five nights a week right here at Midnight Pacific on the Fringe FM. Whether you enjoy history, the paranormal, symbolism, the occult, magic, parapolitics, or our annual Super Bowl show, our breakdown of the music entertainment industry, or our practical look at health, we have something for you that's unique, informative, and fun in rare form. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Find us at Facebook.com by searching Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Find us online by searching www.thesecretteachings.info. Or you can email us at rdgable, r-d-g-a-b-l-e, at yahoo.com. That's The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, right here at Midnight Pacific on The Fringe FM. Hey, Fringe FM listeners. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of The Fringe FM by calling 701-719-3971. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 701-719-3971. That's 701-719-3971. Listen to The Fringe FM on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October 30th, and Saturday, October 31st. Get your tickets today before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That's thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. Hi, I'm Alex Zach, folks, and this you're is very important information. FM. What's to be said about CBD? Ancientlifeoil.com. Our CBD is made from hemp. And has 0.003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take. What does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied. But you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with... (laughs) You fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. I'm getting older and noticing that my body just doesn't work as well as it used to. So I like to keep fit as possible by hitting the gym a few times a week. Recently, I started having a nagging bicep pain and it got so bad I couldn't even lift the weights. When I was complaining about it to a friend, he told me about Angioprim. He said chelation helps remove toxins, heavy metals, and cholesterol in veins and arteries that may cause blockages. You know, after just one week of taking Angioprim, the pain was gone 
on, and now I'm back in the gym full strength. Scientific research proves the active ingredient in angioprim has superior oral chelation action that helps promote cardiovascular health. So to learn more, go to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or talk to a trained consultant. Call angioprim toll-free at 945-882-7221. You'll feel better with more energy. That's 945-882-7221. Or go to the website, angioprim.com. This is Gigi from Shift Habits. And holy shit, you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Hey, hey, don't you dare do that stuff. This is Dan Dave from Surviving the System, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the best revenge is Shadow Light Tarot from Waking Canvas. The Fringe FM's new contributing artist, Eric Tisi. This hand-illustrated black-and-white self-published deck serves as a reinvention of the tarot never before witnessed. Each of the several suits of this 88 card deck lineup form an infinite panoramic scene. Even the included visual companion guidebook is entirely hand-illustrated, cover to cover with beautiful visuals and esoteric symbols and artwork. The newly released deck comes in a custom magnetic box with its own travel pouch. The Shadow Light Tarot Premium Deck and its travel size mini deck, Wonder Light Tarot, are both available now from wakingcanvas.com. If you use the code word FRINGE, that's F-R-I-N-G-E at checkout, you'll receive an extra 10% off your entire order. To discover more, including a free reading and time lapses of all the illustrated artwork, make your way over to wakingcanvas.com today. That's wakingcanvas.com. It's a weekly digital newsletter filled with the latest paranormal news, trending topics, and fresh articles from some of the most popular critical thinkers in the community today. Stay informed on your favorite paranormal podcasts and live streaming talk shows. Interact with the telepath and upload your paranormal story or pics. It could be featured in an upcoming edition. Sign up right now for the free telepath newsletter at paranormal.radio. That's paranormal.radio. I'm Clay Lewis. You are listening to The Fringe FM. When it comes to supplements, there's only one brand I trust, and that's Life Change Tea. We've partnered here at The Fringe with Ronnie McMullen for a long time now, and he's the only one I trust. I actually have conversations with him behind the scenes all the time about what's going on in health today. The reason why I trust him is because he puts his heart and soul into his product. So go to getthetea.com, buy these products, and help support the network. Also check out Heart Love and uh, some of that new supercharged tea too. And then put the keyword fringe in when you purchase. Thanks. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Be stressed. I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in. And and log on to and log on to Ancient Life Oil. Hey Donald, YouTube recently banned our talk show hosts from their platform. Any idea why? They're trying to take you out with bullshit. Well put, Mr. President. KTLK, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to Lighting the Void, our guest tonight, Alana Pratt. Go to alanapratt.com. You can call in at 1-800-588-0335. That's the call number for the show tonight. As you can see, we got this new playout system, so we're kind of like working through it. By the end of the weekend, though, 
damn everything chopped up and nice for you. All right, so let's do this. Let's start taking our first callers here. Let's see who we got. 214 area code. You're on the air with Alana Pratt. Who are we speaking with? Yeah, I'm in the kitchen. Wait a minute. You're in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm getting a, a cup of coffee with some honey. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I've got a cup of coffee with honey. Uh, hey, Joe. Uh, this up? is Brent Howell. I'm uh, calling uh, with peace, love, and gratitude again. And uh, I enjoy your guest immensely. Uh, is it Elena or Alena? I probably is it said e- it wrong. L-E-N-A? Alana Al- Banana. I don't know. Alana Banana. <laughs> Alana, Alana Banana. banana. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Alana, I wanted to tell you about my love. I wanted I wanted to tell you about my love, just share that. You know, I have a love for astrology and astronomy, so you know? And uh, yeah. I walked out my door tonight after I'd had a nap, and there's the moon with Mars right next to it, right oh, so above my little head around, you know, 11 o'clock. And uh, it, it just filled me with love, you know, that this was mm. happening right now. There's so much going on in the universe. It's just spreading all types of love around. And uh, mm. I've been talking to Joe about this. And, and you're coming on the show is just like the icing on the cake, you know. Mm. Well, and I just wanted to get my two you. cents in for tonight. Okay. Well, well don't you, you think that's it for me? Let's see. Don't you think, Brent, though, uh-huh. that, like, love, like, we talk about magic on this show a lot. And don't you think love is, like, the most creative force on the planet? I really do. I really think it is. I've love conquers it. all. You know, love, love conquers all. We just have to find the keys and find out what we're talking about. Everybody says, love, you know, uh, what does love mean? You know, I just, you know, what do you mean by love? You love me? What do you mean you love me? You know, and, and let me tell you what I mean by uh saying that I love you wholly or I love you solely or, you know, yeah. let's get that straightened out. Let's be friends first. Okay. Right. Let's try that. You know? <laughs> right. You yeah. Know? I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for your call, brother. No, thank you, bro. Uh, Interesting. You have good friends that you have good friends that call in. That's nice. Yeah. Brent's cool. We got a couple of brands that listen to this show actually. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask you about that, too, and your experience as far as spiritually goes. Um, and I, I'm hearing Elena Banana in my head, but if I don't say the banana, for some reason I can't say it right. Yeah, um, You're allowed to say Elena Banana, don't worry. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. So when, when it comes to spiritual things, like, have you mm-hmm. ever noticed that that it does create things faster or in a bigger way? Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, because everything's energy, all of that synchronicity and coincidences, they're just waiting to happen with ease and flow. They happen at a high vibration. And when there's love and appreciation and gratitude, even for the crappy stuff, we can have compassion for ourselves or gratitude for the lessons. Like there's no, and it's hard. I'm not going to say it's easy. And I, I've certainly had my moments in the fetal position, you know, where, when it's been really tough yeah. and yet when I can go and open up again and raise my vibration, 
things move faster, things fall into place, people call out of the blue, it starts to get magical and a little surreal freaky, like, oh my God, the universe is really on my side that much. And just remember, the universe is just really scientifically a vibration. It's not that it loves us or hates us, but it can only give us that which we put out. And so I kind of have this image that like God and the goddess, they've got scotch and cigars and they're like way up high and they're looking down at me. They're like, oh, as soon as she loves herself, we have so much to give her. (laughs) She is willing to forgive herself and others. We've got a boatload of goodies for her. And they're like, hi, Lana. And they're like looking at me from way up above. And then one day, and this is an exercise I even do in one of my programs, I had trouble looking, this is not like it's really God and the goddess in the sky, but like in my imagination, I had trouble looking them in the eye. I was ashamed of all the mistakes I made. I was ashamed, like you said about your divorce, right? I was ashamed. I failed. I couldn't look them in the eye and I kept doing the visualization over and over and over until I could look them in the eye and I could just say, hey, I did my best. And they said, we've loved you every step of the way. And it was like a a sandwich, big hug sandwich with God and the goddess. And I'm like, Oh my God, you've loved me this whole time. I'm the only one that's been holding you out. OMG. OMG. I was only open to you when I thought you thought I was good enough. You've loved me. Even when I failed, I'm the only one that held you out the energy. And so now it's like, okay, I'm a hot mess. That's cool. I still love myself. I'm going to clean up my mess, make up for the damage done, get up again and and do it, you know, show up. And when I turn around faster that way, when I've fallen down and when I've failed and I learn and I grow and I clean it up and I move forward, it, things move faster. Like you said, the coincidences start happening. The support, the magic shows up. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's, I, can I tell you a story that, that was, like, really vulnerable, actually? I would, I would love it. So, like, after I went through all the, the crazy dating and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do all this stuff on my own, I felt super lonely. Like, mm. no matter how, it's like the happier I got with myself, the more lonelier I felt. It was really weird, you know? Mm. And I was like, well, maybe it's this time that I find that person, right? Um and then I went through, and then I got sent, like, something that was not, I would say, like, the complete opposite of the person. And I think that's because some, that happens sometimes because either you or that person has something they got to deal with. And it might just mm-hmm. be, you might shake your fist and say, that's not fair, right? Like, why would you do that to mm-hmm. me, universe or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you find that person, and let's say the circumstances just aren't perfect. But you're just so tired of not having love. I mean, I yeah. got to the point where I just, you know, I was desperate. You know, like I walked outside and just hit my knees pretty much. I was just like, help. That's all I could yeah. say. You know? Yeah. I hear you. Thank you for sharing that. What happened after that? How did well, it end? It's, it hasn't ended yet. It's, it's on its way. Oh, so, oh, so you're still in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, it's on its way. Well, what I find, and thank you for being so vulnerable and brave. My second marriage, I was very kind of like that desperate place. My mom was dying of cancer and I, um, 
in hindsight, I forgive myself and I understand what happened, but my heart was closed and I thought a man is a plan. A man and a baby is a plan. I'm going to get over this and not have to feel the death of my mother and I'm going to be fine. So I get that the vibration that I started out at looking for a partner was super low. And so I attracted someone whose heart was closed as well, but he was saying everything I wanted him to say, all of that, like that. I mean, I'm pretty confident chick, but there was still a sliver. I still wanted someone to say that I was everything and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so he knew all the right things to say, but it was about a year. Mom, mom was gone. She died and I was divorced, single motherless mom. And then it was like 12, 12 years on and off with a custody battle. It was awful. I lost all my assets, all my savings. It was humiliating and and horrible. And when I look back and I'm like, you know, why, what did I do wrong? And I'm all the big old victim about it. That doesn't do any good. But when I look back and I go, okay, you are looking for something on the outside to make the pain on the inside go away. It doesn't work like that. Whether it's a guy or a drug or a 17th Gucci purse or a Porsche, like whatever, it's not going to work. And I didn't want to do the work. I didn't want to grow up. I didn't want to feel, I just wanted a quick fix. And so this, because I am on the spiritual path and I have said, I choose enlightenment. I choose to be a contribution. The universe is like, okay, well, here's a lesson. This one's going to kick your ass. And it did. And I got the lesson. And now with a lot of inner spiritual work, I can look upon my ex with, you know, you are my greatest spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. Wasn't very fun. Wasn't very pretty. But you showed me stop looking on the outside for your worth. Stop it and come home on the inside. And so that that transcendence of that loneliness you were referring to a minute ago, I'm alone, but not lonely because I'm making love with the universe every breath. And I'm at choice. I can reach out. I can go have sex if I feel like it. I can go have a date if I feel like it. I can be alone if I feel like it. It's all my choice. I don't need anything to be okay because I choose to find that wholeness and home in my body with myself and with the universe so that I make wiser choices next time. Next third time's the charm, Joe. I'm good. You know, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Cause I did the same <laughs> thing. It's like, I think, uh, you, you, you attract, but you know what? That thing, I'll also say that thing I attracted, I dealt with some stuff where, that that probably would have took me years to deal with. If I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like I, I dealt with somebody that tried to uh, demasculate me, that tried to make you know, because I'm a balanced person actually when it comes to the masculine and feminine energies in me. I'm pretty balanced actually, um, but great. I'm a little insecure about the feminine energy in me. And at I that, already heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, but this person really like really challenged that, you know, and, uh, put me in a situation where I see we, we, we point, I think sometimes we point our fingers and be like, that person did this to me, but you know, I, I, I think it was a blessing in disguise. Actually. I know it was, mm. you know what I'm saying? I have that. I a hundred percent know what you're saying. I have a very politically incorrect process in one of my courses. I won't go into the what we do at the first part of it, because it's really naughty, but it's really good about getting any of that toxic anger out of your body. Cause if you just leave it inside, it just poisons you. But by the end of the process, we sit in a throne and that person that we have been like done wrong by, we, we go through and we say, thank you. As if we chose them ourselves. 
No victims. 100% choice. Thank you for betraying me. Thank you for emasculating me. Thank you for all these horrible things because here's what I've learned. Here's what I'm so grateful for. Here's what is awoken within me. And it really begins to dissolve away any of that self-criticism or blame of other. And it, it's like transcending, like alchemy, a low, painful vibration into a superpower. So if you were to say, thank you mm-hmm, for doing mm-hmm, because I have learned, I now know, I'm now more aware of, I now have a possibility of choosing what would you say? Hmm. Are you asking me what would I say? Uh-huh. This, with this relationship you're talking about. Well, that one was, that one's over, you know, but now that oh. I had the, the possibility of choosing, if that was to come around again, I, you know, like what I'm saying is, is like that, so that person was like a, I feel like it was a filter I had to go through, you know. What, um, did, what did you learn through the filter? Well, I learned that it's okay, that I'm perfectly okay with myself. Like I'm... Your feminine and masculine energy, you're perfectly And I'm okay a much with, better yeah. lover than any... I'm, I'm pretty good at it, actually. Um, <laughs> well, do, do so, share. Well, I'm just saying, like, uh, you want me to share, really? Okay, so <laughs> I, I I end up with the, the in these situations to where, like, you, you know how you were talking about earlier how people have these weird, like, sexual hangups and stuff like that. And yeah. oh, I feel like I have to heal all that for some reason. That's the mission I was on. I'm, I keep attracting these people I got to fix or whatever, you know. Hmm. And I think the way that I was trying to do that was with real, honest and genuine love and intimacy. But, you know, some people don't react to that very well, right? Hmm. Um, they get triggered. They get triggered, and then they gaslight and try to traumatize you. Uh, for what reason? I don't even want to go down that road. It can't be good. But it did get me yeah. to a point to where I was questioning, like, who I was. Mm. You understand what I'm so saying? I do, and so that little statement that I just said, so thank you for making me question myself because what I've learned is, and what would you say? What I've learned is, is that the love that I'm actually trying to give that person that is, there's <laughs> that person that's going to receive this love that I know I can give is going to be a really lucky person and that I'm perfectly mm. fine. Thank you. And then feel that head to toe, not just like a thought, but like a body sensation and an emotion of coming home to yourself, that your sexuality is natural and sacred and beautiful and yours. Yeah. And that the right partner will receive that and be so grateful and you'll share that exquisite, reverent connection. And if it wasn't for that person testing you and poking, you know, pushing your buttons, you wouldn't have got to this place. No, no, no. You can judge me all you want. I know who I am and I love who I am. And thank you, but on we go. You know, you you, be grateful. You, I'm sure you do mm -hmm. deal with like um, people that have been victimized by narcissism though. Her sexual, oh, sure. sexual you're, you're narcissism, talking, covert narcissism, you know. You're talking to one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you yeah. can take a perfectly healthy, happy, loving person, and if they come into the right manipulative, narcissistic type mentality, 
it doesn't matter. You can become victim to it if you're not careful. And then totally, I think it matters like how long you've been in that situation to how deep the trauma really is, you know. Very, very true. But I, I'd like to say to anybody who is like your basically together person and then they run into a narcissist, I want to say that you are an old soul, a warrior of the light, ready to go all the way to enlightenment. Because just keeping it together and nobody else really knows and your, your life is all great. But when, if a narcissist can get in, that means there's still a sliver of wound still in there because they smell it. They smell it. And so for me, I was like, you know, cum laude graduate, Columbia University, an author. I was a model. Like I had it all together, right? But there was still this place inside of me that I didn't want anyone to know about where I was insecure. And a narcissist will smell it. And they'll say all the right things to make that wound in your heart feel better. And that's how the wound, that's how we give our power away. And that's how they control us. And so the gift of these narcissists is to show us our last, maybe not our last, last, but like our shadow so that we can take our power back and be called all the names they want to call us, do all the bullshit that they do and not waver and stay centered in our knowing of our worth. And so they no longer can control us. They've actually brought us home to our humility and our dignity and our grandeur. That's the gift of them. If you're willing to lean in and do the work and it's hard. And yet on the other side of it all, when I said my, my ex is my master spiritual teacher, that's what I mean. Like he found the sliver and he was right. There was still a part of me that was insecure. Yeah. And I've healed and I've healed that. And I am grateful. Now, um, do you think that insecurity gets healed totally all the way, like ever, ever? I don't think I, we had the perfect conversation in the last segment, so I don't think we ever, quote unquote, come home to perfection until we're literally dead, one with everything and just pure energy. So I think the human condition is one of consistent evolution. You never get there. So there's always more growth. You're always going to wobble. You're always going to evolve. You're never going to quote unquote get there. So, I mean, Joe, your show is pretty big, but if like Oprah called, I'd probably get a little more nervous. Like, you know, there's still this oh, like, really yeah. insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's always going to be the next level that makes us a little wobbly and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with me or you or anybody. There's just one, always another level of, am I still going to be okay here? Am I going to be rejected here? But we come back to center faster and faster the more we do the inner work. And literally, if I ever do have the pleasure and honor of ever being interviewed by her, I'll probably even start the interview by saying, I'm feeling really insecure right now, Oprah. I'm really wondering if you think I'm good enough. Like, I'll probably just be myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and get see, through my humanity. I got friends like that I try to help out with just the regular initial uh, attraction phase because I understand, I understand that. I'm not trying to brag, but I've studied my arse off on that stuff, and I understand it. And, you know, that's like, great. I've got a friend that's, uh, that's like, well, I don't know what to say, this and that. I'm like, you know what? Go, if, uh, what do you feel? Well, like, I'm really nervous. I said, say that. Say yeah. that. Like, say I'm nervous, but, I, you know, I saw you. I'm really attracted to you. I'd really like to get to know you. I don't even know how to say what I'm saying right now. I just want to talk to you, but I'm super nervous. Just whatever. And I think a lot yeah, of times... 
that works. And if it don't work, if you're being real and it don't work, I mean, do you really want to talk to that person? Thank you. Totally. Totally. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. you don't. I, no, get go far away. If if they don't appreciate authenticity and your real self, then then keep moving. Because that's very endearing. I think when, when you're on a date and, and the and the guy like checks out or the girl checks out and they're not present and then they like pretend that they heard everything you just said, but you know they didn't hear anything you just said. Like yeah. that doesn't work. But what does work is like, hey, and that you could be kind of dorky about it. You go, I was just so enthralled by your beauty that I, I didn't hear a word. You just said, <laughs> you say that last line again? You can even make it work in your favor, but just yeah. be honest that you weren't paying attention. So, yeah. okay. So let's get down to some real stuff here too. Like what do most people come to you for? When you say like out of a hundred people that come to you for help with love, mm-hmm. what do you, what would you say the biggest block is in people's lives? Well, the reason they come to me and what the block is are two different things, but they come to me because they haven't felt found someone who they feel safe, seen and understood with, right? who they can be totally themselves with, who when things get tough and those couple like tough conversations happen, they ghost, they ghost them, they leave, they swipe left, they do That's whatever. Terrible. They're like, where, where are these people? who will grow with me seems to be the main complaint of a single person. And a couple is like, they still do this and why don't they do this? And they know like they're in that sort of cycle of complaining and blaming each other. And so what is the root cause of all of that is back to what we've spoken before about. So for the single people, if you have any emotional unavailability, any distance to your own mm, wobbly parts, the parts that you're ashamed of, afraid of your sadness, even you, you're extraordinary. And you have this little wobbly part around your femininity, which I think is your feminine energy. Like you have a beautiful heart. Like that's your superpower. I'll show but it to the right the... person. I'll show it to the right yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can feel it. It's beautiful. And it means you can be real and you can keep your heart open and you're tender and, and you're very masculine. So you have a, I think you have a beautiful blend. But all of us have our own little story on the inside. So whatever that story is on the inside gets projected outward. And we get judged for the very thing that we're ashamed of. And so what I help people with is to heal that place on the inside where they love that they have an awesome masculine and feminine energy. They love that they're a little naughty in the bedroom. They love that they're a dork and they like to geek out with like dungeons and dragons. They love that they, you know, they just love their uniqueness and there's nothing left to apologize for. And they're not looking to the other can I trust them? Maybe I'll get hurt again. They're like, Hey, if I get hurt again, that'll suck, but I've got my own back and I'm a badass. Yeah. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the, the wound that I heal so they can be themselves and then attract somebody that's in alignment, complementary to who they are. And for the couples that come together, all of the, the blame, basically relationships are a catalyst to reveal your shadow. Exactly, and so like yeah. one couple was like, the sex isn't working. I'm like, okay, like, so tell me what's going on. Cause even though to me, intimacy isn't genital copulation, it's vulnerability and transparency and honesty. You should make them dance. Raw, community oh you're so good look at you make them dance and see see if they can dance together well i just put their little fingertips together and i say okay now one of you lead 
Okay, now switch. The other one lead. And then I go, okay, now nobody lead. And allow whatever wants to arise between the two of you to show up. And Just then they're like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, it's stunning. When neither of them trying to be right, neither of them are blaming or judging, and they just allow this energy in between them to start to arise. It's a way of actually forgiving without having to really figure it out in your mind. You just put everything aside and you just be. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it is awesome, right? Like, um, uh, that's, that's really cool that you do that. Because I think that some of the best stuff about intimacy and energy is it's when you let it, when you actually just let it happen, you know, yes. like just let it happen. And then if you feel something, do it. Right. And if that other person doesn't like it as they love you, they're going to tell you. And if you love them, you're going to care that they don't like it. And you just go with it. You just like go with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but there are, I think a lot of people have had intimacy issues and stuff and maybe, and I've, kind of experienced that with a few times in my life. And I think maybe they just look at it like it's a travesty or something. I mean, like you can't just laugh at it. Just laugh at it and say we're human. We'll try again, I think. Communication to me is the relationship. Communication is the relationship. Communication through touch, communication through words, communication with yourself, communication with the divine, communication with your partner. It's all a communication. So as long as all the lines are open, the hearts are open, there's no judgment, there's room for laughter, there's room for tears, there's even room for not anger like judgment anger, but like that fierce love kind of like feisty loving place. If there's room for everything and you're not going to be judged for your authentic sharing, you can get through pretty much anything. What do you think about ghosting? I think that's the worst damn thing in the world you can do to anybody, even if you don't like them. You know, like I, yeah, well, I have a dating app that's literally launching right now. It's called Heartmates, and my app is a zero ghosting zone. So when you have a date, it's either like video or audio or in person, it gets through the, the app. Yeah. When you're done your date, you have to uh, give feedback. And this is also a healthy way to train people because my whole app is about becoming the one to find the one to keep the one. We've got we to gotta start where we, you know, in the healthy place. So at the end of the date, five, you know, out of five stars, you also have to write down what was meaningful about the date. You've got to feel. And then the third question is, you know, what would take the date to a 10? More what? Because a lot of times we want our partner to be a little more this or a little less this, but we judge and we blame and we criticize and we push them away. But if we start practicing what would take it to attend more of something, then we invite them to show up. And then after that, the next, you know, thing when you swipe, you then it's like, would you like to request another connection or decline further connections? And in the decline further connections, if you choose that, there's a little script that gets sent and it says, thank you for spending time with me. I'm not feeling that special spark I need to take it to the next level. I want to thank you for the time you took to spend with me, and I wish you all the best on your relationship journey. And then if you don't choose to decline further connections or have another date, your app freezes. Why? The app freezes? (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. We don't ghost people. Not on my watch. We treat each other with kindness and respect. Respect, yeah. And that's, that's how we roll. You know that's what? No, here's the thing. I think some people have been in narcissistic and controlling situations 
And this is, I think this is how the ghosting started. You know, like they can't just tell the person they need a little breathing room and say, Hey, I got to go. I need some space. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. I'll talk to you soon. I just need some space or whatever. Um, can you hold that space for me? Right. Instead, right. if they was to say something like that to this narcissistic controlling maniac, sorry, I don't mean to say that stuff. That person goes into this control, insecure, freak out session on them and then emotionally terrorizes them and they can't deal with it anymore. So they have to ghost or make up or from or run or because they just don't want to deal with it. You know? Well, I, I think agree, that's how it got but that's started. Not, I don't. I don't know how it got started. It's a very good question, but I don't think that's ghosting. That's called blocking. <laughs> if anybody yeah. is abusing you, you block them instantly. Like that's a healthy choice. Ghosting is cowardly. Yeah. Ghosting is when you don't show up and say the truth and you leave somebody wondering what's wrong with them. That's unkind. Blocking is a boundary. It's a, it can be a very healthy boundary. Like, uh, uh-uh, you don't get to treat me that way. Nah, uh-uh, sorry. Right. That's that exactly very, what that I, to me. Healthy. That's not ghosting either. It's like, yeah. You're not going to do that to me, right? That's a block uh-huh. for sure. But what I'm saying yeah. is is because a person's been in that kind of trauma with with people right. that they say they go date somebody else or whatever, the second anything even remotely feels like that's going to happen, they do, they cut it off and they ghost because they don't want to go down that road again. And this is like... And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, finish what you're going to say. I'm just saying this is like when... We don't clear up our past stuff before we try to, you know. Yeah, brilliant. Totally brilliant. So today I have like conscious connections Fridays on Zoom where everybody in my dating app, like we're we're in the founder circle um, part of the launch of it right now. And there are people that have had that exact experience that you're speaking of, but this is in a safe environment where we practice communicating um, and answering different questions. And I break people out into little, you know, breakout pairs within the zoom and they get to practice not ghosting people. They get to practice in a safe environment, connecting with people so that they can heal these wounds. Cause if you never heal those wounds, you're either going to be alone the rest of your life or that closed heart is only going to attract narcissist after narcissist after narcissist. Yeah, exactly. You got to do the work. There's no way through. There's no way through, but through you got to become the one to find the one. And, uh, and I have a special place in my heart because of what I've gone through and thank God I'm on the other side that I'm really inspired to help people realize and, and heal so that they can have that deep, meaningful connection and communicate and be seen and heard and understood and have that intimacy and that transparency. And when they're ready, they take it to the next level sexually and they go, Oh my God, I'm thriving in or in a relationship. Like that's the whole reason I started this whole app is within my coaching program these two different people traumatized by each of their divorces. They did their own inner work. They became the one. And then I started having retreats and they, they all of a sudden put their walls down, open their heart. And they've been together for two years. They've been in love ever since. And they said, you know, if we met on a regular dating site, this would never have happened. It's only because we healed and you took us through these exercises and taught us how to communicate intimately that, that we're thriving today. So I know it works. But not everybody wants to do the work. So you have to be willing to go, okay, the only one in common with every one of my relationships is me. Okay. <laughs> I give. I'll do, I'll do the work. 
Yeah. I think people are just afraid of conflict sometimes, you know? I am not they, afraid of uh-huh. conflict at all. I think there's solutions on the other side of that, and it doesn't have to turn into chaos all the time. It just doesn't. If your heart's You're open, brilliant. it doesn't have to turn into chaos if your heart's actually open. Remember how we did that little exercise, closing your heart, opening your heart, closing your heart, opening again? If you close your heart, conflict will turn into chaos. But if your heart's open and you're curious and you lean in and you have compassion for yourself and the other, you're going to grow and you'll become closer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Totally possible. So so you're saying, so I I listened to one of your videos and you were talking about how the reason why you were doing all these things and stressing yourself out and being insecure and everything is like because you were trying to make your father happy. I mean, I'll let you tell the story, but I thought that was pretty vulnerable and pretty honest of you to talk about. Mm, Yeah, my dad, thank you. Yeah, I just, my dad was, um, he's dry now, but he was drunk and stoned when I grew up. And so he was never present. And I made it mean that I wasn't good enough and I had to be more in order to get his love. And uh, I married the energy of my dad twice, <laughs> finding men that were so familiar to that same energy of, of not caring and not being present to me. And I would give away everything. I'd say yes when I meant no. I would do whatever, just anything to get a sliver of attention And even as recently as maybe a year ago, I remember talking to my dad and I'm like, dad, I have 5 million views on, on YouTube and I'm starting a dating app. Like I, I'm like 50 years old and I'm like trying to be good enough for my dad. And the conversation didn't go very well. And I sobbed and I'm like, okay, stop it. You know, it's okay. Like give everything you've been seeking from him to yourself. And then it was like just recently father's day, like last June. And I called him and I said, okay, Alana, this whole call is going to be about him. Just be interested, not interesting. Just let it be okay if he doesn't have anything, he doesn't care about you at all because you care about you. And if he doesn't need, don't seek for any approval from him because you approve of yourself. And the whole call was about my dad. And it was actually kind of a good call. And I hung up the phone. I'm like, okay, I didn't get anything I wanted. No approval, no appreciation, no interest in me, nothing. And I'm peaceful. And then the next conversation I had with him, um, it was more of a dance because I didn't need anything anymore. And I remember the day, remember I said back in the earlier in the interview when my best friend died when I was 16, Yeah. my dad, I was running along the yellow line of a highway screaming bloody murder. Like, no cars were screeching everywhere. I just thought if I kept screaming and running, it would like not be true. And, um, I remember my dad still vivid in my mind walking towards me along the yellow line and he took my shoulders and he shook me and he goes, look, if you're not ever going to see your friend again, let's kill ourselves now and get off. Life is eternal. You're going to see your friend again. And I'm like, Oh, like my, my drunk stone dad is like spiritual. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. He surprised you there, didn't he? Right, right. And so I told my dad the other, just like last week, actually. And I said, Dad, there's some conversations in life that change the trajectory of your life forever. And I wanted you to know that time that you came to get me on the yellow line of the highway. The reason why I do what I do and I get to be there for others is because you opened me up to the spiritual realm. 
you showed me that the unseen is greater than the seen. And I wanted to thank you. And um, he's not a terribly great receiver. He's like, yep, 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 super good, yep, super good. Something like that, right? <laughs> um, but I could tell, I could tell that it moved him. And I could tell that it landed. He was just having a difficult time receiving. And I hope he lives for years and years. But if he doesn't, like, I feel peaceful in my soul that I've done enough inner growth work that I was able to tell him the gift that he is to my whole purpose on the planet. He was there for me when I needed him. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I tried to explain this to a buddy of mine too, and he's like, why, did, why do women always, why do they stay in abusive relationships? Like it doesn't, you know, you, you get mad, he'd say it doesn't help to be nice and friendly and, you know, explain what you want and try to be loving. That doesn't get you anywhere. Like the women don't want that. No, no, no. You know, you can hear the resentment. And no, they want abuse. Mm-hmm. They want uh, they want to be ignored and cursed at and told how bad they are and talked down to. That's what turns them on. Hell, it. I know. I said, dude, what you're saying is actually right, but you don't know why that happens, and you're you're probably dealing with people that haven't done work on themselves. They just follow their attraction triggers. To whatever it is yeah. to the end and then yeah. do then they're just shattered with heartache and just keep getting messed up and messed up and messed up because they never deal with themselves until they realize yeah. that w- they're attracted to what their idea of masculine energy is or whatever that they got from their father because they never grew up not really yeah that's really well said yeah. it's um i think it's a marianne williamson quote and i'll kind of butcher it but something about it's not our darkness that scares us it's our light really receiving someone that's devoted to you cherishes you treasures you that's that's difficult to receive and impossible to receive if you don't already cherish and treasure yourself so that again comes back to why my dating app is like become the one to find the one and keep the one because if we really want that that amazing connection of being cherished, but we're not cherishing ourselves. It's scientifically impossible. It's emotionally and spiritually impossible. Not that loving yourself makes you a narcissist, quite the opposite. Narcissists actually have no love and empathy for themselves. That's That's what makes them that way. True people that love themselves have humility and dignity and a hell of a lot of tenacity to open your heart. Once you've been pummeled, that takes a lot of strength. And so true people that have self-worth and unconditional love that you want to be given to you, that they've cultivated it within themselves means they're very, very brave, very brave souls. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I agree with you. So how do people get past that then when they find themselves attracted to abusive people, right? Like, I'm sure you deal with that. Like, you know, I, this person's nice and all, but I'm just not attracted to them, huh? I don't know why I'm attracted to, I mean, do you deal with that? Oh, all the time, all the time. Yeah, people are attracted to the losers all the time. (laughs) Um, And so first I have to slow them down. Well, first they have to realize that the only one in common with all these negative relationship patterns is themselves, but not so much that they judge themselves so that they just have awareness that they go for help. So I've got like group coaching or private coaching or whatever it is. So we get into the conversation and then we go, okay, 
So we are miswired. Remember how we talked about being wired from the outside in, looking for love on the outside? We're also miswired of what turns us on and what we're attracted to. So for a period of time when the brain and the central nervous system is rewiring and you are taking back control and taking it away from your ego and your wounds, it's, um, it's messy. It's uncomfortable. And, but the more you start to rewire yourself, you literally can be turned on by people being kind to you. It takes doing the work. It takes literally a hormonal brain synapse, like a hormone, like our whole body's wired to get off on abuse. It's kind of messed up, but it's how we're wired. So we have to let the old hormones uh, receptors die and the new hormone receptors grow. So it takes time. So when people work with me, it's not for like two weeks. We, we work together for months, if not a year, because I need to rewire decades of abuse into like a healthy human. And so I think a year is a reasonable amount of time. But so they start to literally get like the serotonin and the dopamine and the oxytocin. They start to get turned on by love, care, kindness, gratitude, compassion, appreciation. Day one, no. Three to six months into it, yes. And then a whole different kind of human begins to show up who cares, supports, and who also turns them on. And then let me tell you, the orgasms from the abusive times are very quick and over because it's like a, a hit to, to get a yeah, wound. Right. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that could be intense and quick, but uh, I don't know if I should say this on my show. It's like when you have a spiritual it, loving uh, orgasm, you start to wonder if it's ever going to stop. Sometimes. Thank you. <laughs> totally. No, because the whole universe is literally in as and through you, as opposed to you are shut off, your heart is shut down, you're in your wound, and it's just this genital thing that happens. Mm -hmm. but yeah, the orgasms, when you are in a spiritual loving relationship, you're not only making love with your partner, you're making love with the whole universe. And they're not making love just with you. You're, they're making love with the whole universe. So it's you and your partner and the whole universe having sex. Yeah, it's a yeah. whole other experience. And it's healing to the point where you, like, cry for days, happy tears. You're, like, kind of floating. It's, it's literally sacred sexual energy. Yeah, who doesn't want that, right? Like, everybody hearing that right now is like, well, and see, that's, that's my point. It's like, you can have that. You can yeah. if you'll just choose it, choose it choose and just, work. like, Open up, do the, yeah, do the work on yourself, open up and take a risk every now and then. You could yeah. totally have it. I don't yeah. know why it seems There's, so hard. It just, I don't, I don't get it. Well, because, you know, our culture is all about the quick fix. Just go on Facebook, go on porn, buy some more shoes. You know, like it, it doesn't teach us to sit in the fire because then it can't control us and take our money with marketing. If I'm at choice, then marketing and their fear-based, all their stuff can't control me. They just want to control me. So it's, it's, if you want to take your power back, then you have to be at choice and not let these, these things run you anymore. You've got to be willing to sit in the fire, do your work. It doesn't take forever. It takes a while, but it doesn't take forever. If you've been like unhappy for decades, dedicate a year of your life to healing so you can have a relationship that's nourishing for the rest of your life. It's a huge return on investment. Well, I got to tell you, I think what you're doing is awesome because I honestly believe, like we talk about aliens, we talk about all kinds of stuff on the show. 
But if you want to know I what know. I believe is uh-huh. the most powerful things on the earth, it's conscious exploration and love. That's it. Mm, thank you. That's it. Thank you. That's my purpose. That's what I'm here for. That's even though some days are hard, that's what I get up for every day. Was and it when scary? Somebody shares, what's that? Was it scary when you realized that's what you're here to do? Scary, um, more like overwhelming scary, not like I'm so scared like into a ball, but like, can I really do this? So I get humbled and insecure a lot, but not so much scared. I'm really brave, but I do get insecure. What's your sun sign? I got to know. Like, what's when new, What's your astrology sign? I don't know what my sun sign is. I don't know that kind of stuff. What's your, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> You're a Capricorn, <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I'm a Capricorn. January 15th. You do not see, I don't wonder about astrology sometimes because you seem more like, uh, more like an Aries or something. I don't know. Um, well, I'm, I'm very spiritual chick. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's do this. How can, we only got a few minutes here. How can people, (laughs) uh, get your app first and foremost, the name of the app, like if we were going to search it. Yeah. Yeah. Go to heartmates.app heartmates.app app that is my dating app and intimacy program all rolled into one and if you want to learn more about it i do a webinar every monday and it's my name alanapratt.com forward slash webinar and my name is spelt with two l's alana banana remember so it's a-l-l-a-n-a-p-r-a-t-t.com forward slash webinar totally free i'll tell you all about um, not only the app and the intimacy training, but I also go into some other teachings and I take people's questions. So it's really a valuable hour with me. And yeah, this is my commitment. Just trying to find the one doesn't work. You don't keep the one, but if you become the one and then find the one, you will keep the one. And that's what I'm committed to supporting people with. So when couples, if there's any couples listening, when they come to you, do you help them Mm. discover the one that's in both of them? Yes. And in fact, I have heartmates for couples. If you go to my main site, alanapratt.com under coaching, there's heartmates for couples and I have a digital program for them as well as private coaching, et cetera. Yeah. I'm all about communication is the relationship and I teach them how to sit in the fire, keep their heart open and get closer over time. Okay. And last question of the night I have for you. you, we, you brought up the word need a lot. Um, I need this person. I yeah. I have a little bit, so I take like the teal swan kind of approach to this. I feel like we do need people, but maybe there's a, there's got to be some type of cutoff for neediness for sure. I don't I don't know because I think like sometimes when someone says, "Hey, I need you," I don't think that's such a bad thing, but I could be wrong. So I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are on that. I love this question because it's all about where are you coming from? Like we can be motivated by fear or inspired by love. So when you're empty and you need this person to complete you unhealthy, but when you're whole and not perfect, I'm still a hot mess from time to time, but I'm whole. I don't need anybody to complete me. And then I choose you. I need you for what's next. I'm not coming from emptiness. I'm coming from the overflow And then what you provide me and what I provide you, I need you, you need me. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. 
So that's an inspiration from love. So it really just comes from where you're standing. It's the same word, need, in either situation, but one is unhealthy and one is literally for the greatest good of the person, the relationship, and consciousness itself. So there's two different needs, I see. And you know what? Like that has, that actually answers my question. That's really good because I never... Uh, people look at it really polar. I think it's totally fine. Like if you say, hey, you know, I, I need you. I love you. I need to see you and kiss your face and touch you. You know? Yeah. I miss beautiful. you. That's a different kind of need than like, I need you. I'm dying without you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. So. Yeah. And there's something available, that next level of surrender. And I haven't met my special person yet. And yet I know when I do, I'll probably cry in his arms for about three days. Probably. <laughs> maybe, maybe four. Like yeah. that level of I, I need you and I'm it's, finally at rest to let go all the way. Um, so that I think that's a healthy need as opposed to I can't, I'm a victim, save me. Mm, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, thanks for coming on the broadcast. This is cool. I think I think Lighting the Void needs a healthy dose of love at least once a year. At least. <laughs> well, I'm so grateful that you had me. Thank you so much. It's such a privilege. Yeah, and you guys, like, follow her on social media and go to the website and get the app. Do all that stuff and let me know what you think. I hope, uh, I hope they reach out to you. I really do. Because if I have any listeners that believe in this uh, and what I'm doing, you have to know there's two really big sides of me. And these are the two, love and conscious exploration. The rest is just like fun stuff to talk about, to be honest with right. you. Um, yeah, I'm the same, same as you. I'm so glad. <laughs> so glad you exist. So glad you're giving this to the world. And such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, guys, that's the, we got to roll out of here. We got the secret teachings with Ryan Gable coming up next. Uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same channel. Patrons, look out. There's some stuff coming this weekend. Love you guys. Have a good night.